Hey there, Kenfo. This is Uncle Maduro. Look, if y'all been enjoying these little pot talks here I'll be giving, then won't y'all consider buying old Uncle Maduro a cigar? You can go right there to my little wave page there and donate. Donate to Uncle Maduro just for the price of one cigar. And man, let me tell you, I keep on doing these little talks here that I be giving. So now that I've done harassing y'all like a cigar at the beach, let's get back to the talk. All right now. How y'all doing there? Sure like to thank y'all for stopping by to have a cigar with Uncle Maduro. Man, look at here. And y'all know before we get started, all I tell y'all what I'm smoking on. And today, I'm smoking on a Brasilia. C-A-O Brasilia Go. Man, I likes this little stick here. Now, see, I can't find this stick here at my local cigar spot, Roz. Usually when me and the fellas go out of town, and if I see any CAO Brasilia, I pick up a few just for my human door. Just for times like this. Now, I got smoking a little short dog here today. You know, I ain't smoking on no big stickers. You know, right now, I just want to get that little cigar, the first one in me for the day. And then we'll see how it go later. Now, this CAO Brasilia Gold, it doesn't have a whole lot of nuances in it, but it's always been a good stick for me. Now, one thing I'm also realizing after smoking over a little period of time, it's not always consistent. It doesn't have a good consistency with it, and it doesn't have a lot of nuances in it. But it's a really good stick that I really enjoy. And even though I haven't been getting a lot of luck with consistency in it, I still pick a few up because when I do get a one, you know, it's mighty good. And like I say, a lot of times you can put them in humidor and you can just let them sit there spell. And they get better, some of them, with time. But I like to see old Brazilian. This is my go-to a lot of times when I'm just, you know, just kicking it around and don't want don't want to smoke on something strong, you know, or with a whole lot of nuances. Just want something smooth to get that cigar in me. This, I like this stick here. So whenever y'all at the local cigar spot first, like I always tell y'all, y'all always shop local first. Keep your local cigar spot open see if they got this cao brazilia now they have a lot of cao brazilia they have a, they have a lot of sticks in their line they have a lot of sticks in their line so you may can find you know like i like that amazon i like the amazon amazon basin but there's quite a few of these cao brazilia so you just pick up you a few uh, the kind that you may have a hankering for, try it out if you like it, get some for your humidor. And if you don't find it at your local cigar spot, like always, y'all go online to see how I host somebody like that. And y'all, you know, buy you some bulk for your humidor. <laughs> All right. But look here, I got one for y'all here tonight. We're going to talk about my favorite subject. We're going to talk about marriage, but not in the sense of talking about marriage. We're going to talk about the end of marriage that nobody talks about in the beginning. You see, in the beginning, everybody talks about the sunshine in marriage. Here, I got this lawyer here who going to break everything down for y'all folks out there. Okay? He going to break down the numbers for y'all. He going to break down how everything go. So, y'all got any little young fellas out there? You know, sit down with these young fellas. They need to hear this. You know, they need to hear this side of marriage. Just in case things go wrong. Especially if you young fellas out, any of them fellas out there, y'all thinking about getting married, and y'all still, y'all still got a cat tail, hound dog tail for the streets, then you need to think about this before you ask them little gals to marry you, because you don't want to get in a situation that's that uh that you're gonna be, you know, I can't say a victim, because you ain't a victim of nothing that you put yourself into, but you're gonna be in this situation after you get married, then you out there cheating around on that gal and you get caught, okay? 
So this lawyer, he gonna break everything down. So I'm not gonna give everything away right now. I'm gonna kick back with my CAO Brazilia go. I'm gonna puff on this while y'all listen to this here from this lawyer. He gonna break everything down. Then I may come back on the flip side sell this something. All right? All right now. But this channel is basically dedicated to men and to let them know what's going on in these uh, courtrooms in terms of family law. Because so many men get crushed up in the divorce system. So many men get crushed up in child support. And the reason that they're crushed is because they didn't understand some fundamental things before they made some decisions that put them in their situation. And uh, so this is giving you a behind-the-scenes look at how judges work in these in these in these trial courts, how attorneys work, and what you can expect if you wind up uh, being here. So I appreciate you having me on your show. I hit you up to talk a little bit about this uh, Derrick Jackson situation. Uh, I saw a video that you made. You put it out yesterday. I mean, you had it you had it going quick, and uh, kind of let us know you were letting us know about what the what the deal was. Right. And and so I hit you up and said, listen. You know, I have been a family law attorney here in Atlanta for 20 years. Uh, Derek Jackson is here uh, in Atlanta. He worked, he, he worked here. He lives here. And uh, if his wife files for divorce, their divorce case is going to be here. And so it would be interesting to figure out what he would be looking at is if his wife filed for divorce. What would the process be? Uh, what would he be looking at in terms of a property division, alimony, child support, things like that? And so I can kind of get into that and let you guys know. And it's instructive to you, uh, not you, O'Shea, but you, the listeners, as to, you know, what happens in a family law courtroom. Because you might find yourself up here. If you're married, we all know that 50% of the marriages end in divorce. So you will be sitting in the same seat as, as Derrick Jackson. You might have more money. You might have less money. But this is an instructive test case about what's really going to happen. And so if, if, if you don't have anything, I can just get right into it, O'Shea. Well, let me just do it before we get right into it. So um, a lot of guys are, are, are probably going to be really wondering about this particular video. But let's go, you know, just a little bit of introduction to Derek Jackson. Thank you. Yes. I, I, don't know, I don't know how much he makes, but I, I, I think I've heard him say at least before, he's making like six figures a year. So uh, let's assume the minimum is $100,000. He has several uh, platforms, several streams of income. And no, we're not pocket watching. We're just using Brother Derek Jackson as a case study. So if you're in Atlanta, which a lot of y'all are, and this happens to you, you're going to find out what your ass is going to be working with. So he's a millionaire, I'm pretty sure. Um, income. I think he has at least one child. Okay. And... Um, you know, let's just say, for example, in that he has his own house, a beautiful home. I'm pretty sure he lives in a home at least over $500,000. Um, if someone in this particular situation, earning income-wise, stuff like that, one child at least, I know he has one child, um, could be two. What is the process that, you know, let's say for the same, the wife finds this out and it's to be true. These rumors are true. What is the process? How does the wife go about it? And then what happens, um, you know, from there in Atlanta? Absolutely. Let me tell you, this, this is kind of what the situation would be. Let's say the wife comes to me, the lead attorney, right? And she says, hey, I want to get a divorce. All right. And so she tells me her name and I don't know who she is. 
And, uh, you know, a lot of times when you walk into, let's say you yourself are thinking about a divorce or your wife is thinking about a divorce, what you need to know is that when you walk into a, a, a divorce attorney's office, it's not like Walmart where there are prices on the wall. You know, you're not really going to know how much this attorney is going to charge. One attorney is going to charge one fee. Another attorney is going to charge another fee. It's whatever the attorney wants to charge. And a little behind the scenes, you know, a lot of times us attorneys, we don't know exactly what we're going to charge in a given case. We're kind of sizing you up a little bit, right? If uh, if Cam Newton comes into my office, he's going to get one price. But, you know, uh, a Jane Doe down the street, she's going to get another price, right? And so oh, that's important. That's important to know. I didn't know that. I didn't oh, know yeah. that. Talk about Absolutely. that a little bit because, a lot, you know, we, we are thinking that it's like, you know, you go into the store, like, you know, Foot Locker or something and all the stuff is the same or, or, or grocery. Why does that happen? Yeah, it's really just capitalism. You know, it's what the market will bear. Uh, this country is built on capitalism and it doesn't stop at an attorney's office. Now, you know, you go into a Walmart and they don't really have that, that option because they have to kind of put the, the pricing on the shelves. But you'll go into a lot of maybe higher end stores. And they'll say, you know, well, if you have to ask the price, you know, you can't afford it, right? Uh, there, there's, there's room for that. There's room for that negotiation. You can work on a car dealership. You don't really know how much you're going to pay for that Lexus. You don't know how much you're going to pay for that Toyota. You see the price on there, but it's expected that you're going to negotiate for it, right? Now, negotiation really doesn't happen in an attorney's office, but there's that same sense of there's no pricing on the wall. You have no idea what this attorney is going to charge you until you get in there and y'all start talking about how much it's going to cost. And so that, that's 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 very important. If you know, we in Atlanta, we have a lot of celebrities, a lot of entertainers, a lot of athletes, and they pay a lot of money. And so attorneys, we're used to trying to figure out, you know, who you are, what you have before we quote you a price. And uh, that's that's just being an American, you know. So if you want to try to get a good price, maybe show up to your attorney's office for that first consultations and some jeans and some. And some sneakers or something. Don't don't come in that ten thousand dollar Armani suit because uh, an, an attorney might get you because <laughs> they know you've got it. You know, any type of business person is going to try to charge the most that they can uh, to to for their services, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you do that yourself if if you show up on Monday morning and you say, hey, I, I deserve a promotion, and you go into your supervisor's office. You wanna you wanna get the most that you can, and attorneys are the same way. So she's going to come to my office and she's going to tell me who she is and I, I'm not going to know her name. So I'm just going to think she's a normal person and I'm going to say, OK, well, what do you do? And she says, let's assume she's a housewife. And I, in my head, I'm thinking, OK, well, she's a housewife. That means she doesn't have any money. Right. Where is the money for this case going to come from? And uh, I say, well, who are you? Who are you married to? And she says, well, you know, I'm married to Derek Jackson. Now, let's assume that I don't know who Derek Jackson is. Right. But what I'll do, because I work here in Atlanta and we're used to all these celebrities and athletes, you might you might not know who's, you know, number 48 on the on the roster for the Falcons, but he's got some money. Right. So you always want to look up who the husband is to see if he's a somebody. Right. And I, I do a Google search on Derrick Jackson's name and I found out, oh, man, this dude is uh, he's a YouTuber. He's got, you know, 11 books. He's got this and he's got that. Now, now I feel confident. Okay, I know I can get paid for this case, and maybe the the cost of the case, you know, it, it gets a little bump up, it gets a little increase, because I know that it's not going to really prejudice her, 
at least on the front end, right? Because she's not going to be paying for it. It's going to be Derrick Jackson that's going to pay for it, right? So I say, okay, well, listen, this is what we're going to do because now I know he's got some money. Let's assume, let's assume that he's making $2 million a year, right? Between his YouTube, between his books, between the affiliates. Let's say he's, he's invested. Let's say he's got some real estate. He's got a couple of uh, investment properties. You know, let's assume that he's doing it, right? And he's making $2 million a year. So I say, well, listen, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to charge, let's say, $400 an hour for my out-of-court time, $500 an hour for my in-court time, and I'm going to bill my associate out. He's going to be working on the case for you. I'm going to bill him out at $300 an hour. And uh, I got my paralegal. I'm going to get one of these paralegals on here, and she's gonna, I'm going to bill her out at $175 an hour. And the wife is going to be like, I can't, I don't even work. I can't afford all of this. And I'm going to say, listen, don't worry, right? Because your name is still going to be on this bill. You're still going to have to pay. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to petition the court for Derrick Jackson to pay my fees, right? Not only if he gets an attorney, will he pay his fees, but he's also going to pay my fees. And guys, you know this. Yeah, this is how how we do it in Georgia. And you don't have to be... A uh, Derrick Jackson type figure, you could be making $85,000 a year and still be stuck with your wife's attorney's fees, right? If she's making nothing and you're making $85,000, $90,000 a year, if there's that big discrepancy, you're going to have to pay for both, for both attorneys. Now, why is that? Well, one reason is these judges want to make sure that it's a level playing field. It used to be back in the day in the 80s. Maybe the husband was making two hundred thousand. The wife wasn't making anything. The husband gets a new a new girlfriend, divorces the wife, and now the wife can't even she can't afford to live, much less paying an attorney. Whereas the husband will go out and get the get the best attorney in town and absolutely crush it. So the judges say, no, we're not doing this anymore. If the husband makes a, a good enough amount so that he can afford both attorneys, then then we're going to give the the wife an attorney too, and the husband's going to pay for it so that it's fair, right? And it makes kind of sense in the legal aspect in the sense that, guys, if you're making 90000 a year and you show up uh, on work uh, on Mondays and Tuesdays and you're working hard, you have to remember that that $90,000 a year, that's, that's not just your money. Uh, a lot of guys like to think that way. A lot of guys like to think, oh, you know, this $400,000 i have got in this 401k, it's my 401k. And it's not true. It's y'all's 401k, right? Because you got to split that with the wife. When you show up, when you get that paycheck... Uh, uh, at the end of every month or at the end of every two weeks, that's y'all's paycheck. That's, that's your paycheck and your wife's paycheck. So what the judge will say, well, listen, you make $90,000 a year, but half of that really is the wife's. So I'm just going to order that you pay her, you pay her attorney's fees out of her 45000 of that ninety. right? So you take the 90000 you split it in half, you got 45000 and now that 45000 is going to be used to pay our attorney's fees so that the process is fair. And a lot of guys, they don't know this going in, right? You guys don't know how well you can get screwed over on so many levels in these divorce cases. So now, uh, Derek Jackson paying for, for my fees, okay? And uh, what I do is I say, well, well, where do you live? And she tells me the address, and I say, well, what time is, is he usually home? And she'll, she'll say, well, he's usually home between 8 a.m. and 10, 10 a.m., you know, before he leaves. Why do you need to know? And I said, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to draft up this complaint for divorce, and I'm going to send it over there to the sheriff. I'm going to give it to the sheriff's office, and the sheriff's going to take a copy and, and knock on his door 
at 8.15 in the morning, and he's going to answer it in his little bathrobe and his little slippers, and that sheriff's deputy is going to hand him that complaint for divorce. And he's going to be surprised because he's going to read, he's going to open it up, and he's say, what is this? And he's going to read it, and it's going to be complaint for divorce. Now, what's in a complaint for divorce? What are we going to ask for? Mm-hmm. If if she hires an attorney, we're, we're definitely asking for alimony, right? And we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're definitely asking for the property, how it's going to be divided, and I'm going to get into that a little bit too. We're asking absolutely for, for custody of these kids. Let's assume they got two kids. I don't know how many they have either. Let's just assume they got two. In Atlanta, she, she barely needs to even ask for it because the judge is going to give it to her. But uh, also along with that is going to be the child support, right? So he's, he's going to have to pay a, a lot. He's going to be in trouble. So here's what he's going to do. He's going to read all this, and he's going to get mad. He's going to call the wife up. He's going to be like, hey, you know, why did you go hire an attorney? This is something we could have worked out. And she's going to say, well, what, what is there to work out? You brought a side chick into my house. And you had sex with her on my bed on those 800 thread count sheets that I bought from, from Macy's at the Mall of Georgia. Right? What is there to work out? And so he's going to get all mad and he's going to hang up and he's going to get dressed, put on his shoes, and he's going to go find an attorney. And he's going to go to his attorney's office. And his attorney, he's going to tell his attorney who he is. His attorney's not going to know. going to Google him and going to be like, oh, I got you. I got you because you got money. So the attorney is going to say, listen, you're on the hook for this, you're on the hook for that, you're on the hook for this. And now that you've gotten served, you have only 30 days to respond. You've got to file a written legal answer within 30 days. And you're on the hook for all of this, so I don't know what you're going to do. So he's going to say, okay, and he's going to leave. <laughs> he's going to get in that same car that he makes these videos on, right? He's going to get that same car and, uh, and call his wife up. He's going to be like, listen, we need to talk. We need to work this out. There has to be a way. There has to be something. Because he's going to know. He's in a no-win situation now. He, he can't escape, and he can lose absolutely everything. He can lose it all. Uh, and let's assume the wife says, no, no, we're, 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 we're going. We're, we're, we're going to divorce, and I'm going to get as much as I can. Fine. He's going to hire that attorney, and that attorney's going to file an answer. Then what's going to happen? I let's say I represent the wife, right? I'm going to file a, a motion for a, uh, a temporary hearing, right? Because I want to I want to get him out of the house. I don't. I, he he needs to go to a motel. He needs to go to a hotel. Uh, he needs to go anywhere, but he cannot come to this house, right? So I'm going to get the the house. He's still going to have to pay for the house, right? Even if he goes and gets an apartment, even if he goes to the motel six, he's still going to be on the hook for paying the mortgage on the house. He has to pay the mortgage still? Still, absolutely. Right? Because I got these kids. You can't oh. throw the kids out on the street. Oh right? Oh, my God. Yeah. So, not only wherever, he can stay with his brother, he can stay with his mom, it doesn't matter. He's still going to have to pay the mortgage on this house. He's still going to have to pay the utilities on this house. He can't cut the lights off in these kids or in this house. There, there's, there's no refrigerator. There's no there's no light. He can't cut the water off. Still got to pay the internet, the cell phone bill, right? What about my car? What about that E-Class? It's still got a loan on it. I need to take the kids around. They need to go to Publix to get this food. You still got to pay the payments on the E-Class, right? Everything that he was paying for, he still has to keep paying, but now he can't come home. Now he's somewhere else. 
And uh, in addition to that, these attorneys, you know me, he's going to have to pay my fees as well. Now, he's paying for the home, the utilities, he's paying for my car, he's paying for the attorney's fees. What else is he paying? He's paying child support too, right? And we're going to talk a little bit about how child support is, is calculated. But he's, he's, he's going to be, I mean, from the instant that we go to court, he's going to be paying so much money, right? And so now, what's going on? We've, we've gone to the temporary hearing. And uh, the judge is just giving us all this money. We get a lump sum and we get money monthly because he has to pay all of these bills. All of the credit, let's assume they got credit cards. You know, they're Americans. Most Americans got credit cards. They got debts. He still have to keep those debts current. Still has to keep all the credit card debts current. And uh, we're going, right? So I'm sending him discovery. I say, hey, you got this YouTube channel. I need all of your back-end analytics for the past seven years, right? All your books. I need, I need, I need access to the Amazon accounts. I need to so I need to know how many, how many books you you sold on Amazon. I need to see what the gross revenue is. Uh, you got any affiliate links? I want to know all about all the money that you've got in these affiliate links. Um, you, you got any real estate? I want to know how much you're making on the real estate. How much is, how much is the mortgage on on that house you got down there in Atlanta that you're doing the Airbnb or you got that rental property down in Florida? How much you're making on that? I want to know all about that. The, uh, the 401k that you've been depositing money to or the retirement account. I want to know how much is in there. The stock market has been doing good for the last 10 years. I know it took a little dip uh, a month or two ago, but these last 10 years have been crazy. I want to know all about all the money you've got in the investments, the stocks. I want to know everything that you've got because I need to see how much is in the pot, right? I need to see how much money we've got. And there's a process called discovery where I can ask him written questions and he has to answer these questions under perjury, of, uh, uh, under risk of perjury. And not only that, but then he, I can, I can send him what's called a uh, request for the, the production of documents. So he has to send me all his tax returns. He has to send me all his credit card statements. The credit card statements are where you guys mess up so much. Man. You guys are caught so much with these credit card statements. Because what I'm going to do, I'm going to say, give me the last seven years of your credit card statements. Right? And I'm just going to get stacks and stacks of papers that come to my office. Now, am I going to sit down? Am I going to sit down with all these papers? No. No, no, no. I got better things to do than look through credit card statements. What I'm going to do, I'm going to take all these stacks and I'm going to put them on the desk of one of my paralegals. And what is she going to do? She is going to go to the kitchen and make herself a big pot of coffee. And she's going to come back and she's going to kick her feet up on that desk. And she's going to go line by line by line through all of your credit card statements and she's gonna find some things that you didn't even know about that uh, she's gonna see that that when you went down to Hartsville Jackson to pick up that lady right I don't know her name and you paid the parking oh with your credit card she's gonna see it she's gonna see it she's gonna hey hey why did you pay parking twice and you didn't even go anywhere? Why were you down at the airport, right? Oh, oh my God. She's, she's going to see the Expedia account where you booked the flight for that lady to come to Atlanta. Oh, right? oh my God. Out. She's going to see that. And listen, let me tell you guys something now. This man has, I don't, I don't know his story, but let's just assume that, you know, he's just a regular black man. He didn't come from any anything, right? In, in a lot of ways, this guy is a genius. I mean, there is no one on YouTube that was given the content the way that he was given it. There's no one who was given the perspective that he was given it. I, as a, I couldn't even come up with some of the things that he was saying. He's so in tune to how women think. 
right? And so because of how emotionally intelligent he is, because of his, 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 his work ethic, his drive, he's built himself up. So let's say he's making $2 million a year, right? But even all of that hard work, guys, you guys really need to know this. You can throw it away over some random IG chick. You would think that a guy so smart wouldn't do it. I see it every day. I see it every day. Guys who have stayed up all night writing books. Guys who have sacrificed. Guys who have all gone in, almost gone into bankruptcy two or three times because they've inve- they're investing everything they have into their business. And they will throw it all away over, over some tail. Right? And, and we'll be sloppy about it. And when you go through these credit card statements, you see the sloppiness of it. They, they, you don't hide it. They don't hide it. They think that they're never going to get caught. But it, it comes back on them, right? So my paralegal is going to find all of this. Now, this isn't a normal case, but here's the thing. And this is what I learned watching, uh, watching your video, O'Shea, about the situation. My paralegal really doesn't even need to do all of that, right? In a normal case where the guy's trying to hide and he's denying this and that, he, she, she, my paralegal would have to go through because these paralegal, they're, they're, they're detectives. I mean, they will catch it all. But in this case, man, the side chick is talking, right? Well, I don't, I don't even need to do all this investigation because we got the side chick right here. She's right. like, oh, Jerry Jackson, you blocked me? Right, oh you, you fly me out, and you you promised me this, and you promised me that. You promised me that that you're separated from your wife. I saw all the the subscribers you got. I saw the books that you had. I knew the money you were making. I thought it was going to be me and you. And then you turn around, I you turn around and block me. Like I realize now that you just used me. Oh no, dear Jesse, you ain't used me. Like I'm going to show you who gets used. And this is another thing, guys. This is another thing. It used to be. There was a time, I don't want to call them good girls, man, because that's a raw characterization, but it used to be, back in the day, in the 80s and the 90s, guys, you could really get over on a woman and just, you know, it just, you, you kind of got away. Yeah, she put the Snicker bars in your car, in, in your gas tank. Yeah, she, you know, she, uh, she put a knife through your tires. All right, yeah, she broke your antenna off. You remember when cars used to have the antennas and she'd go break it off. But that was about it. Because you got to realize that those, those days are in the past, man. With this social media, uh, a woman can destroy your rep- your your reputation in a way that just was not possible back in the day. It just was not possible. And these celebrities are getting it, but it's not just celebrities, guys. I see it in my office every day. Ex girlfriends, side chicks, they're posting receipts on Facebook. They're sending all your stuff on, 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 on Snapchat and all their friends. On, they're making TikToks about you. Anything, guys, that you send out, any type of, of, of text message, any type of little video, these little boomerang things you're sending out, you better believe these women are saving every single one. These pictures of your privates that you're sending out, these women are saving them, right? Say them, hold on, hold on, hold on. Say it again, attorney. These yeah. people need to understand that. Say that again. <laughs> That's exactly right. These pictures, these videos that you guys are sending out of your private parts, these women are saving them. And they're not just saving them on, on their phone. I mean, they're downloading them on their computer. They got the hard drive ready. They got the SD cards on deck. They are saving it. They, you have an archive 
in this lady's computer. And you might think that if, you know, oh, that was six months ago. Oh, that was two years ago. No, she's got it. And especially if you are anywhere famous, if you are anywhere on YouTube, any type of celebrity, any type of singer, any type of ball player, she's got, and they are waiting, not necessarily thinking about it every single day, but these women get status over this. You know, you take this lady, O'Shea, you don't know her name, I don't know her name, we're, at, at some point, maybe in the next week, we're going to know her name. We didn't even know she existed two days ago. We didn't know she existed. Now she's going to be in the mouth of everybody. She can be on TV. She can write a book. Derrick Jackson's got 11 books. She's like, hey, I'm going to write a book. Right? She can get famous, extremely famous over this one man. I saw a report uh, yesterday, the Gorilla Glue lady, right? She's coming out with a book, or she's got. She's going to be on a TV show now. I mean, people get famous over stupid things, so you better believe that a woman that you did wrong, it used to be back in the day in the 80s and 90s, you could get over and do a woman wrong, and you, that was just between you and the Lord. It's not that way anymore. Mm-hmm. Not with social media. A woman will wreck you. So, I might, I might call the, call the, I don't know her name. Let's call her Jessica. I might call Jessica up, the side chick, right, with the tattoo in between her breath. I might call Jessica up and say, hey, Jessica, you know, Derek Jackson's flying you out all the time. Why can't I fly you out? Why, why don't you come to my office? Why don't we have a talk? Right? And she comes Uh-oh. to the office. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She Uh-oh. comes to the office. And I, I take my little phone and I take my little recorder and I say, listen, let's uh, let's relax. You, you, you want something to drink? You want a Diet Coke or something like that? Let me talk to you. And uh, I'll have her in there for hours. And, man, she's going to tell me everything, dude. She's going to tell me everything. She's going to tell me things that you forgot. But it's not like she's just going to tell them to me. You know, she's going to email all the receipts. She's gonna email me all the text messages that you sent, all the videos that you sent. You don't. You have no idea how many dick pics a divorce attorney has seen over his or her career. Guys, we've what? seen them all. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because again, these women are saving them, and you better believe we are using them. You better believe we are using them in court. You can't go to court. Listen, here, here's a, let me tell you something about Georgia. Georgia is one of only two states in the nation, it's, it's us in Texas, that have jury trials for divorce, right? And, and, and it's not common, right? All, but if you want a jury trial in Georgia, all you got to do is ask for it. You say, hey, I want a jury trial. Usually in a trial, it's just, it's just the parties and the witnesses and the judge, and the judge is going to make a decision, right? And that can be extremely unfair because you have one man one man deciding your whole case, right? So in fairness, Georgia feels like, well, 12 people are going to be more fair than one person. One person might just have a bad day. But if we get 12 people, that should that should even things out. It should be more fair. Well, in this case, in a normal case, and let me tell you, all right, so think about that for a second. Let's say, I, I already know that I'm asking for a jury trial. This is definitely a jury trial. Now, let me tell you something about Atlanta that you guys might not know if you're not from here. There are really, there are really two Georgias, right? There are really two Georgias. There's Georgia, the state, and then there's Atlanta. And they are, it's almost like oil and water. They're, they're two separate entities. You know, Georgia forever has been a red state, right? But Atlanta has always been blue, right? It, it, it's just two different demographics. And all of, 
all of outside of Georgia. You know, we got all these uh, plantations, basically, these pecan fields, these peaches down there in South Georgia. You know, it's, it's so rural. But you go to Atlanta, Metro Atlanta, and it's 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 an international city. We got the business, the busiest airport in the world, right? And so, if I know that if I'm going to trial in Atlanta, in let me say something else about Atlanta, it's full of black people. It's full of black people. Now let's say uh, the Jessica, the wife, hires me a year ago, a year ago before all of this infidelity came out. And she says, well, I want a jury trial. I'm going to say, no, 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 no. I don't know about a jury trial, Jessica, because he hasn't done anything wrong. You just want to move on with your life. And what, who's going to be on the jury? A ton of black people. A ton of black people, especially black women, are going to be on that jury. Uh -oh. Atlanta is run by black people. Not Georgia. <laughs> don't get it twisted. Go down into South Georgia. Black people are running anything. Black people stay quiet in South Georgia. But in Atlanta, it's a totally different demographic. I can't I can't remember the last time Atlanta had a white mayor. I can't remember it. Our mayors have been black forever. Our city councilmen, city councilwomen, they're almost all black. Atlanta is run by black people. And so when you go down to Fulton County, which is the county in which Atlanta sits, you're gonna have a ton of black people. Now when you have a ton of black people, you're definitely going to get a ton of black women. I don't really want black women on my jury deciding this case for Derrick Jackson a year ago because he was kind of their king, man. He was, there was no one writing for black women like Derrick Jackson. Not one black man on YouTube was writing as hard for them as Derrick Jackson. So what am I going to do? Have a jury full of, of black women deciding his case when he didn't do anything wrong? I'm going to get crushed. The, 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 the jury's going to say, wife, Jessica, what are you doing? Uh, no, not Jessica. So just, yeah, the wife. Well, Jessica's right, the right. wife. Uh, Jessica's the side chick. Let's say the wife. What are you doing, wife? This is the, you are married to the number one black man. And he started from nothing, from hard work and emotional intelligence. He's built himself up to make $2 million a year, and now he's not good enough for you? Look at him. He's 6'5". I saw on your video, I just looked at his forearm. This dude is a gorilla. What does he weigh? Like 265? He's like an Adonis. Yeah. Like, if, if you are going to divorce him, there's no one else you can go to. There's no black man that's going to be better than him. Right? And we would, that jury could give us nothing. Like, our, that jury could punish that wife. But now that the infidelities come out, it's totally reversed. Now I want a jury full of black women. I mm -hmm. want to drink full of black women. And I'm going to put up in trial, I'm going to put up all of his YouTube videos. Oh, man, we're going to sit there for hours. I'm going to put up all his YouTube videos where he's talking about black men don't cheat and uh, black women are queens and how you should never do anything wrong to a, a black woman. And then I'm going to juxtapose it by that video that that you that you the the lady that made the original video referenced about he's he's sitting there saying hey uh what what color panties are you wearing uh no I'm just kidding but for real what color are and on the thongs <laughs> you know what do they really look like I mean just just cringy just cringe driving right. down two eighty five driving down seventy five eighty five the same streets that the jury members drove to to get to court this man is driving on. Asking some other woman 
what kind of panties she's wearing, what color panties she's wearing. Oh, that jury's going to kill him. The jury's going to kill him. How's the jury going to kill him? Let's talk about property division. I know you got to. Uh, I know you got to go, O'Shea. So I'm watching the. I'm watching the clock. Uh, let's talk about property division, right? Okay. How does that work? Well, in California, let's say, let's say you over in Cali. California is called. It's what's called a community property state, right? Community property. What's that mean? It means that the judge is going to split everything down the line, 50-50, right? You get 50 percent. You get 50 percent, and that's it. Georgia is not a community property state. Georgia is what's called an equitable distribution state. Equitable or equity, it just means what's fair. So the jury is going to decide what is fair in, in, uh, in, in Derrick Jackson's case. Now, what are they going to use to decide what's fair? Oh, they're going to use, why did you guys break up, right? Who makes the most money? Who cared for the children? Who made sure that there was a happy home? Who stayed home and cooked? You know, they're going to consider all of this evidence, and they're going to consider all of his YouTube videos about how he held himself out to be, you know, the 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 the, the really just the the top man, telling all men how they should do things, telling all men how they should interact with women, and they're going to use that hypocrisy, and they're going to bury it, you know, in. The jury could give this woman 50%, but I don't think they'll do it. The jury could give this woman 75% of all of their assets. They might not do that. The jury could give this woman 100%. 100% of everything that this man has built over Even all of these years. Especially the businesses. That's where the what? money is. That's where the money is. Even though she doesn't know how to run those businesses. She doesn't know anything. But here's the thing. She wasn't the person that cheated. She wasn't the person oh. that broke the bond. Right? Oh. She wasn't She wasn't the person that stepped out and had another woman, some, let's be honest, some hotter woman, some cuter woman, on the marital bed. She didn't do it. Oh, yeah. He did that. Right? And so, yeah, you worked hard for us. Yeah, you wrote those books for us. Yeah, you started those businesses, that LLC. You started all for us. But look what you did now to us. Look what you did. Over what? Some 28-year-old with a tattoo in between? The two? Like, that's, that, that's what you thought of? Well, you apparently didn't think much about your businesses. You apparently didn't think much about your books. You apparently didn't think much about your investments. So guess what? You don't need them. You don't need them, right? You want you want to trade this twenty-eight-year-old, twenty-six-year-old? Let's call her twenty-six. She's hot. I saw the picture. She's cute. You want to trade this twenty-six-year-old for everything that you built? Fine. There's the trade. The wife gets one hundred percent of everything. You get the twenty-eight-year-old, the twenty-six-year-old that you blocked. That is now in my attorney's office, giving me all the goods. You 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 got nothing. Oh my! God. You got nothing. So not only can she get a hundred percent of all of the books, a hundred percent of all the the, the the equity in the house, a hundred percent of the investments. There's also debts, right? Because you know, let's say there's a rental property down here that he's Airbnb and a rental property down in in, in Orlando. They they've got mortgages on them. The judge can say, no, no, no. She's going to get the equity. You get a hundred percent of the debts. Because they, they oh, that's the way through. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. The the credit cards, you know, the second mortgages. You not only do does she get a hundred percent of the assets, but now you get stuck 
with 100% of the deaths. So this man can literally be on the street, right? And that's just from property division alone. We haven't even talked about alimony. Because alimony is separate and apart from, from property division. Alimony is just something else that the, that the wife will need to kind of sustain herself. And in a case like this, you know, I don't know how old the wife is. Let's say she's 40. Let's say she hasn't worked in 15 years. She doesn't know how things go. She's been out of the workplace for so long. Her value as an employee has dropped tremendously. It, she might not be able to get a job that can sustain her and these kids. It could be that apart from losing everything, all of his books, all of his investments, losing his house, the, the rental properties, it could be that now he has to pay her alimony for life. For life. You say, well, how for much life. is that? For life. And here's another thing. Here's, here's another thing. You ask, you ask, how much is alimony going to be? The black women on the jury are going to decide. The black women on the jury are going to decide how much this man needs to pay every month. Every oh month. Every guy that are going to be on that jury, right? Because it's, it's illegal for you to say, okay, I only want a, a jury. Of, in, in Atlanta, in Georgia, our juries are 12, 12 members. I only want 12 black women. Now, in my head, that's what I want, right? But I'm not going to be able to get it because it's unconstitutional for you to for you to select jury members based on their age and based on their genders. But we all do it. We all try to do it. And in, in this case, I'm going to try to stack the jury with black women. And they're going to, but some guys are going to get on the jury too, and they're going to be like, man, they're not going to say anything because you can't stand up for it. After you see all the videos, after you see all the tech, and let's be honest, O'Shea, any guy. Every single guy on YouTube that has seen, every single guy in the world, really, that's seen Derrick Jackson, we're all like this. We're all like, like we're see, we see what you're doing. I, right, I right, right. I might not necessarily knock your hustle, but I know it's a hustle, right? Yes. So the, the men aren't going to stand up for him on the jury, and the women, the black women, are going to want to crucify him. So the black women are going to decide, the jury is going to decide how much he's going to get, how much he's going to have to pay out. For the property division, it could be everything. How much he's going to have to keep in terms of the debts. He he might lose 100% of the assets and keep 100% of the debts. Uh, in terms of alimony, I don't want to say the sky's the limit, but man, they're going to leave, this jury can leave this man with nothing. And apart from losing everything and having to pay all the debts and having to pay alimony, he's still got the child support. <laughs> he's still got to pay the child support. And the jury can kind of decide that too. Now, that's not necessarily how much he's going to pay because in Georgia we, we operate there's a there's a child support guideline system that that, that we use. But he, they can kind of determine you know what are what are his incomes right? Because guys they always want to lower their incomes so, so that they pay less child support. In Georgia, the more the less a man makes, the less he pays in general. The more he makes, the more he pays. You know he might pay he might make two two million a year. The jury might be like, no, I, I think he makes three million. Right? He's going to pay more. So it's like, this man is over, guys, please, please, please just understand how much sex can cost you. Right? Sex can cost you everything. With some 26, and it's not like, I mean, how old is Derrick Jackson? 30, 35? It's not like this was the best sex that he ever had in his life. But even if it was, even if it was, it ain't worth it. It can't be worth it at all. I mean, it's just, it's, it's not possible. 
It's not possible to lose millions and millions of dollars over a woman who's... I mean, it would be one thing if you'd be like, okay, I'm going to lose $20 million over my lifetime, but at least I get the woman. No, no, no. You block the woman, remember? Mm-hmm. The woman is at your attor- your wife's attorney's office telling on you. You don't. You spent the $20, $20 million and you don't even get to hit it anymore. Oh! Like, oh you know, it's gone. All like, bad. You, you wasted. It's all bad. It's all bad, right? And so there's just no saving this man. And I know you gotta. I know you gotta go. Shit. So so we can wrap it up. But I just wanted to come on here and thank you again for giving me the opportunity to let you guys really see what is going on in these courtrooms. I, I see it every day. I'm here in Atlanta. His his case is gonna get assigned to a judge in Atlanta, right? I'm gonna file the divorce case, and it's gonna get assigned to a judge. I've practiced before those same judges for the past 20 years. I know what's going to happen. I know what's going on. And it's so, but, but you guys don't know, right? And you guys are making decisions, right? And, and listen, there's no way that you can convince me that, that uh, Derek Jackson cheating with this Jessica chick is, was the first time. And it was only her. It's never only. If a man is going to risk $20 million, it's not going to be on one woman. It's right. going to be over women. He just hasn't gotten caught. He even right? said that he did it before. Did he? Really? Uh, he, he she said that he admitted that he'd been doing it. <laughs> Guys, like, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Can you get married and can this marriage that you entered into be the most beautiful thing in the world? Absolutely. I'll never tell a man not to get married. Is it risky? Yes. But listen, men do risky things every day. 18-year-olds join the military every day and go into Afghanistan and Iraq. It's risky. You know, a man shouldn't say, don't get married. Uh, I mean, that's like saying, don't join the military because it's risky. Right? There are benefits to joining the military. Maybe there are some benefits, depending on the person, for the marriage. But you got to know yourself. If you are a 6'5", 265-pound, Cam Newton-looking dude, I mean... Your, your market value is so high. Right. And there's going to be, even if you love this woman and she's the mother of your kids, there's going to be something in you that's like, man, this all this market value I got. I mean, he doesn't look like Cam Newton, but God damn. I mean, he's an Adonis. Right? Let's be honest. It's like, mm-hmm. come on, man. You can, uh, you can get all of these black women will do anything for you. Should you be married? Right now, maybe right. you should have right. been married ten years ago when you didn't have anything and you were just a six five, two sixty five Tyrone, right? And now right. you're not a Tyrone anymore. No right? money now. So that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So maybe you want to get out of that marriage. If you would have got it out of that marriage five years ago, yeah, you would have paid a little bit, right? But you mm-hmm. you would have paid a little bit, but you would have kept a lot. Now you're gonna lose everything. You're gonna lose it all. So. Listen, you, you guys need to wise up. You know, and that's what my channel is for. I appreciate you again, O'Shea, having me on here. I know you got to go. But uh, you guys need to know what's going on in these trenches, in these divorce uh, these, these, these divorce trials. You don't know how it works. And the only way you find out how it works, the only way you've been able to find out how it works is to be sitting in that chair on the witness stand getting everything taken away from you. Everything that you've worked hard for, everything that you've cried over, and all the nights that you spent up pushing things out, getting deadlines done, you can lose it all. And I promise you this, in Derrick Jackson's case, in your case, I promise you this, it will not be worth it. It will not absolutely, 100% not be worth it at all. He can lose it all. 
He can't go to trial. There are certain people that you just you can't go to trial. You might as well give them everything and just avoid the trial. Right. Like, just give, give them everything. Anyway. They're going to get you anyway, but they're going to have you on the stand, and they're going to be asking you they're going to be asking you questions that you do not want to answer, man. It's going right. to, and it's all public record, right? right. Anybody, I can, you can, O'Shea, if you want to come down to Atlanta, you can sit there on his trial. It's all open. You can, you can right. bring popcorn and go into his trial and sit there and watch as he testifies about all the women that he slept with, what positions that he did, what they did to him, where they were at. I mean, just gory sexual details. He has to answer all of it in court on the witness stand, under oath. Just take it. Like, don't, 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 don't make a fool of me, dude. Just take my money. And was it worth it? No. That's why that what it, was he any smart, right? No one gets to this man's no one gets to this man's situation is not smart. So now he's smartened up. Now what did he do? He tried to block her. What did he do? He put he, for the first time ever. He posted a picture of his wife on the Instagram. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. He, he, he's trying to get back in. He's trying to get solidated. He's trying to say, yeah. listen, baby, you don't remember the good times. Like, don't do me like this, baby. Don't, don't, don't do me like this. <laughs> no, right, right. But, it, so, it, uh, you know, you might be a, a day late and a dollar short. That's exactly right. But, you know, having said that, the wife hasn't filed yet. So, who knows? He might be able to save it. Right, right. Let's turn to tell everybody real quick, man. Now, this is going to be another hit. He's such a smart man. It seemed like he was getting real when he was laughing. You didn't broke a lot of niggas. He was like, oh, guess what? Oh, I'm like, <laughs> so, but, but man, tell everybody about your channel. Because your channel has been growing exponentially. I mean, you make a lot of good content. Tell people, if they subscribe to your channel, what they should expect from the lead attorney's YouTube channel. Yeah, from, from my channel, again, and it's the lead attorney. You can just uh, put it in YouTube. You're going to get information that's geared to you. Information that you need. Information that you would have been better off if your father had told you, if your uncle had told you, but it's information that no one told you. And for some of you guys, you know, it's going to be a day late and dollar short because you've already would have sat in that chair and you already would have been mashed up. But there are so many millions of men who can avoid mistakes and you're, you're not going to get it anywhere else on YouTube. No one is giving you this information. There's no divorce attorney sticking their neck out and making these videos like I'm making them without any type of, 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 of political correctness. And I'm not, I'm not doing it, Derrick Jackson, because I'm going to point out to you as men where you need to step up. Every video that I've made shows that men have responsibility into this too, right? It's not like Derrick Jackson's getting screwed over for no reason. No, he made some decisions, right? And right. so what I'm trying to do is give you, my whole channel, guys, is to give you information. It's not to tell you what to do. I'll never tell you don't get married. I'll never tell you to get married. I'll never tell you don't have kids. Never tell you to get kids. All I'm doing is to give you, all I'm going to do is give you information that you're not going to get anywhere else. And with that information, you can use it to make informed decisions. That's what my whole channel is about. Ooh, doggy, what y'all think about that? Man, let me tell you something. For any of these young folks out here, before y'all gets married, y'all needs to make sure that that's what y'all want to do for the long run. You see, when two poor people get married and there's a divorce, y'all ain't got nothing. To, y'all ain't got nothing to, set, to separate for as equity and thing like that. On that, y'all got a bunch of debt. But if, yeah, but if most poor people when they get divorced, they got kids. And let me tell you something: the burden of those kids, child support, is gonna is gonna fall on the fella. So y'all may be broken or whatever, but y'all make them babies. Fellas, when you leave her, you're going to have to pay child support. 
and even if you don't pay, if she take you down there, that child support going to collect, it's going to stack up, or, and they can send you to jail for that. You know, they get all your tax money and all kind of things. Now, here's a, a right thing to me. Now, y'all heard what that fella say. Now, some of the things that I've seen growing up in the hood that I just couldn't understand. I couldn't understand, like, when you got a fella in the hood, he can't around with this old gal, and, you know, they make two or three babies. He don't want to pay child support. So he leave her. You know, he leave her. He leave her and go find him another little cattail, you know, one of them little slim, fine gals across town who look just like that gal looked before she put them three babies in her. He gone across town, he catting around with this other girl. But he leave his kids. He leave his kids behind to go cheat with some other, to mess around some other gal. Don't pay no child support. Don't go see the kids. Ain't no, ain't, ain't, ain't active in the kids' life in any kind of way. Don't even like the woman no more. Now, he loved the woman before she had all them kids for him. But now she got them kids and that body don't look like it looked, you know, before she had them kids. Now he got to go find something else. But then, a lot of times I've seen fellas, they go over there and get with other, they leave their kids, go up there and get with some other gal that got kids. And they end up taking care of the other gal kids better than they do their own kids. See, sometimes I don't understand about some of these. Some of these now, I can't talk about the white men because I don't know about white people and they divorce stuff like that. I'm just telling y'all about black folk. What I see in my hood, I just seen some fellas take care of some other woman kids better than better than take care of his own biological kids and don't pay child support, but go to work every day with the other woman, lay up there and bring her money and feed her kids. I can't understand that. Now it's a big responsibility. You know, being married now. I don't have no kids, so I can't say nothing about child support. But I just know one thing. I know I can't. I, could, I couldn't do it. I got lucky about not having no kids. I'm telling you, I couldn't pay no child support. Man, I'm going to tell you, when I went through my last divorce, <laughs> I just thought I had to pay alimony. Boy, I was not. Man, I, man, I was shaking like Don Knotts. <laughs> man, I thought I had to pay child support. I mean, I mean, alimony. I mean, alimony, whatever they call it. You know, because see, my wife, she wasn't, you know, she didn't know uh, my ex-wife. She wasn't, if she'd have waited one more year, one more year, seven years, she could have, she, she could have, she could have got some alimony from me. I think it's the word alimony for a woman, you know, two men and woman, they divorce. I think it's alimony, not palimony, one of them like that. But she could have got money from me because I make more than her. If she'd have waited one more year, you know, April, April 4th. April 4th on the dot is when she asked. Six years, April 4th. Six years on the dot is when she asked for a divorce. And I went down there. That day was a Sunday, I think it was. And that next that next Monday, I went down there and got me a lawyer. Started doing paperwork. Because, see, I knew that, you know, I better do this quick. Ain't no, ain't no sitting around talking to her, talking about going to counsel and all that kind of stuff. And then seven years pop up on me. And she still got a hanker on, on her. Or she, you know, she went online and typed in divorce lawyers and they put some stuff in her head told her just wait seven years now she can get some money so that's why when she said she wanted what well, i went down there and got that got the paperwork started quicker i need to get out here for seven years <laughs> and my lawyer told me that because i had to pay that woman now i probably wouldn't have to pay her for a lifetime but i'd have had to pay her for some time because i make money even though i left her everything the house and everything lawyer said don't make no difference what you left her don't make no difference what you left her you still have to pay it's a 50 50 state that's some things that I was planning on doing. Like one thing that my ex-wife did was, you know, we uh we had this agreement. She said, you know, we have a divorce and like that. Just leave me the house because you know the house was a family house, but I put all my money into it to, you know, to, to bring the equity value back into the house. So I say, okay, you know, I I leave the house. I just ask you, just don't don't touch none of my bank accounts. You know, I'm going to give you the house. The house got equity in it. You got a brand new Infinity car sitting out there. I'll let you have all that. 
I'm gonna walk out here, which I did. I walked out with my with, I walked out with two garbage bags, two bar garbage bags of clothes. Is what I walked out with. That's it. Oh, that's right. I did take the dresser. I had to take something sentimental because I bought a brand new bedroom suit, brand new dresser. And I took the dresser. I took the dresser. Took took the dresser, and I, I took my two garbage bags of clothes. She got everything. I ain't fighting over no material things. But then when we turn around and we, and we get ready to get a divorce, go to court, she go get with some jack leg lawyer. And the jack leg lawyer tell her that, wait a minute now, I think you think you're giving up too much. You should be getting half of this and half of this, half of that. So then we're going to come down for her to sign the papers to the agreement that me and her agree on. She want to change the deal. Now she want this. She want that, you know, as far as money-wise. So I say, okay, because I had a Trump card in my back pocket. I ain't told what my Trump card was. Because, see, I see, I saw a couple weeks ago, week before what was going on. See, I saw her looking at her uh, retirement because, see, she got a pension. See, she had been on a job at that time, probably around about 36 years. So she's got a pension. See, today people have 401ks, but she had a she has a pension. So the Trump was in my back car that I didn't even tell her about. I knew about I knew about her pension. So I say, OK, I say, OK, you want to change the dinner? That would make me mad at it. See, first, it was going to be an agreement that we was going to part ways, find everything good. That's OK. You want a divorce? That's OK. I don't want to be with nobody who don't want, to, don't want to be with me. But when she changed the order of the deal, when she got that lawyer, see that lawyer saw money. The lawyer probably told her he can, he'll pay for my lawyer, he'll pay for my bill, and then you can get all this kind of stuff, right? So I told my lawyer, when he came back and said she changed the deal, I said, okay, I said, I'll tell you like this here. This what I want. I want half her pension. Because see, see, in this state, it's everything 50-50. So that means if, I, if I'm going to have to pay her X amount, of, if I'm going to have to give her X amount of money out of my bank, all my bank accounts, so then I'm then, she going to have to give me half of that pension. When I when I put that in paper and sent that back to have my lawyer send that back to her, the next day she signed those divorce papers. <laughs> she, she thought I was a fool, but see, I had been watching things. See, you know, it's like them Indians, you know, them Indians, they watch, they, you know, they don't need a calendar. You know, they can tell you when they don't need a clock. They can tell you when the sun going down. You know, they can see a leaf on the floor and, and, and they can see a uh, plant and tell you if it's, if it's poisonous or not. See, I've I been watching her. See, I've been watching her, observing her. And yeah, I knew, I, I kind of felt what she was planning on doing. So I went to work and I talked and I was really cool with their shop steward. You know, the people, people who's old in the union. So I got to talking, talking, his, talking to him because I knew the shop steward. He didn't like my ex-wife, right? So you know, I went crying to him about my problems, and he told me about the pensions and all that kind of stuff like that. So he kind of clued me in what was going on. See, just like my second, my second wife when she tried to get me, I worked with that old boy at, the, at my company whose father was a judge, and I went crying to him, and he told his father stuff. And then my lawyer come to find out my lawyer know the judge they pay together, and when she tried to go to court, they ain't give her nothing but the microwave and ironing board. See now. <laughs> See, and on this one right here, her, her, her folks at work, her you shop people told me everything, how everything worked. So, like I say, when I hit her back, when I want half her pension, she signed the papers, and we and we broke on up. So, well, the only thing I'm saying is that a lot of times, see, everything is beautiful. You know, you go through a successful marriage. Well, I don't know what a successful, successful marriage is, but if you get to the stage where it ain't successful no more and you go through a divorce, you know, there's a lot of liability. Usually, a lot, most of the liability falls on the man, like that lawyer just said, because the man make more money. So I don't have to go back through that. Y'all heard what that fella said. But 
people, folks need to like, see these athletes out here, especially today. Things are getting a lot different today. You see, you got this internet thing out here today. So women, you know, they're a lot more informative than they used to be in the past. People went back in the past before all the internet stuff, they couldn't go online and find out about divorces and how much a man makes salary and stuff like that. They couldn't do that. You know, they couldn't do that. But see, today these women are so materialistic. And, they, and I see these high-profile athletes, they go out here and they get these little gals, and then they end up getting divorced, like Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen's wife, he's a basketball player for the Chicago Bulls. His wife is sleeping around with every little young boy in the NFL, I mean, in the, in the NBA. She just NBA hopping. She's a good-looking woman, old as she is. You know, she's a, what they call a MILF. I, I just found out what that meant, MILF. Mature lady, I like the, you know, the F word to I was like, wow, that what that mean? And she's screwing all them young boys. And, and them young boys falling for it. And she married them. Staying with a couple years and divorcing them and getting their money. Because they make more than she do. See, when you go out here and get these women that look good, that surprise. The only thing she got going for her is her look. She ain't got no job. She ain't got no education. Let me tell you something. Once you get with her and you marry her, you're going to end up paying. You're going to pay. Because she ain't got no assets. The only assets she got is the one that she sit on. So you're going to end up coming out your pocket. And I wish I could get these young fellas together and let them know that, look, man, everything shiny ain't gold. Ain't gold at all. Because women are good at perception. They go out to these clubs and they, you see them and they look like they, they, look like they got a million dollars. They look good. And the women, women is good as dressing up in costume jewelry. Stuff that ain't got no value, but they want a man that has some value, that has a nice car, and she probably riding around in a in a in a in a, in a keel. She riding around in a keel, but then this fella, you know, she want a fella that riding around in a in a Maserati. That's how women is, and these stupid men they fall for them young gals like that, or old gals too, divorce them, and then get hit with a big lick, like that old gal, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, ex-wife Nicole, that's a pretty thing. Ooh, his wife Nicole, ooh, she probably in her 60. Pretty, pretty thing. Man, she had, she almost drove Michael Strahan crazy. She almost drove Michael Strahan crazy. She almost drove Shannon Sharp crazy. Now, this is an older chick. She say she ain't getting married, right? She, she screwing them getting that money and then leaving them. It's a different game today out here. You have to be you have to be very selective when you're a successful man out here and you get married. Now it's a now it's, it's see it's now there's a lot of biases out here too because see everything in America is geared is geared, geared toward the women and the gays. You know, the little the gays. Sissy, sissy boys and the gays. Everything's geared toward them. Now here it is, Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige and her husband divorced probably about seven years ago and the lawsuit was just settled, you know. He was trying to get alimony from her because Mary J. Blige, she's a singer. She made whole and being movies, she made lots of money. This boy, he ain't had nothing. See, she messed around and married old boy that ain't had nothing. Now, all everybody want to jump on his case about taking her to court, getting half her money, and her having to pay him uh, alimony. Wait a minute. If it was the other way around, if he was successful and she wasn't, everybody. Or be cheering for her to get alimony from him. But see, he is a man that reverses script. She got to pay that man for the rest of her life. Because she she elevated his lifestyle. You see? And everybody mad at the man. See, I'm going to tell you something. This liberal thing is just going to rain. 
you know, there's biases out here just gone away. So this thing here with this guy here talking about here, man, I just wish some of these the, these young athletes and these successful men are getting out of college with these high career jobs. I wish they would listen to this. You know, stop falling for the shiny things. You know what? Like, you know, I would rather have me an ugly woman. I'd rather have me an ugly woman with some good stuff between her legs. Let me tell you about an ugly woman. An ugly woman going to take care of you. She going to love you good. She going to cook for you good. She going to clean your house. She going to educate your kids. And then you have to worry about nobody trying to steal her from you because she ugly. <laughs> I like an ugly woman. The ugly woman is like my old, my old car here. My old car here, I love this old car. I'm going to tell you, it's an ugly car, but man, it, it makes me money. It takes me to work every day and everywhere else I want to go. And I ride by people and they don't bit more pay attention to me because it's so ugly. Now, my other car in the garage is a pretty little car. People be looking at me. And it don't make me no money. <laughs> it don't make me no money. It ain't worth nothing but a hill of beans, just something pretty and shiny. But my old car here, my old car is what I depend on. Now, look here. Let me tell y'all about a pretty woman. I'm going to give y'all some tips out here. Because see... These days, see, women are all about perception. A lot of these pretty gals out here. You see, these gals know that men are so superficial that we look at how, how women look, just like they do too. But woman look at, when she's looking at you, she ain't so much looking at you, how you built and all that kind of stuff. She's looking at how you dress. She's looking at your shoes. Are you wearing Nikes? Or, 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 or are you wearing Kmart specials? Or are you wearing, not Kmart, no more Kmart clothes. Kmart was back in my day. Are you wearing some shoes at Walmart? You see, women know how Walmart tennis shoes look because they shop at Walmart. But they don't want no man to shop at Walmart. They looking, they looking at a man down to see how he dressed. They down to look at a man and see his car keys. Look at what his car keys like. Do he, is, is he driving a Kia or is he driving a Mercedes? You see what I'm saying? Women are all about perception. That's what women is about. Let me give y'all some tips here. It's so easy these days for a woman to go get some old fake hair put in the head, fake eyelashes, fake nails. Fake pedicure, go get her a waist a waist trainer to put around put put around a gut to suck it in like a gut you know like she got a sixteen inch gut you know with a so her butt sticking out because me and we so fascinated with butts I don't know why I ain't forget a big butt give me a fat camel toe <laughs> you know what I mean but men as men see women know what turns a man on so they get all these perception things all these fake things on the outside. You see, just like this old movie I watched one time with Keenan Ivory, Ivory Willie Williams one time. Oh, I forgot the name of that movie. And he took that girl back to back to his place. Oh, he met her in the club. She was gorgeous. Oh, she was fine. He took her back to his place. She threw him on the bed. She said, okay, baby, I'm about to get ready. He laying back on the bed looking up at this pretty red bone. And she started, she took her hair off. <laughs> she had a stock cap on her head. Her hair was fake. She she took her she took her eye she, she took her eyebrows off. She wiped her makeup off. She <laughs> she had a pig leg on. She took her fake leg off. She she was hopping up there on one leg. <laughs> she she took one of her arms off. <laughs> and he landed bed. He started screaming and jumped up and took off. And she started hopping behind him. Come on, baby, I'm ready. See what that what that was right there on that on that little show. What that subliminal message was is that. See, you meet somebody, you don't know what they like. You look at the outside, you think it's so beautiful. But then when that woman got on start taking all that stuff off, she wasn't she wasn't what she's supposed to be. And that's how it is these days, especially with these gals out here. You know, you meet them out there and you think, oh man, you get them home. 
oh man, look at this. And she take that waist, she take that 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 waist trainer off, and her belly, <laughs> and, her, and her belly pop out bigger than yours. <laughs> she take the fake eyelashes off. Or back like me back in my in my drinking days, I would I, I, I ain't gonna lie, I did wake up with a couple of them, and they wasn't as pretty as they were when I when I took them off. <laughs> I did that quite a few times, but I, you know, I still went back and got me a little bit more lady when I got drunk. <laughs> that is just me. But what I'm saying is that it's so easy for men, especially successful men, to get trapped in these situations based on these looks. Because a man really don't care, especially if he's successful, he don't care nothing about how much money she make. Only thing he cares about is she look good, she got a small waist, she got a big booty. Look, there's a story that I heard one time about in California about this guy he married this good looking woman oh man she was beautiful matter of fact he was uh, a matter of fact he, he was he was not a movie producer he was one of them people in Hollywood that decides he was he, he was almost like one of them uh, what's, what was that white boy that just got in trouble Bernstein he was almost like a Bernstein he decides what movies get made and they was at this Hollywood party. Now, this is a true story. They met at this Hollywood party, and he met this beautiful, gorgeous woman. I mean, she was gorgeous. And, you know, of course, he married her. You know, he married her. But then he knocked her up, right? He knocked, he knocked her up. When he knocked her up, nine months later, they had this baby, which usually happens after you knock them up, and they get pregnant. And the baby came out. This true story. The baby came out was ugly as all outdoors. <laughs> that white man was like, "This ain't my baby. This the wrong baby." Look, in the baby war, y'all got a lot of babies in there. I think y'all put the wrong name on the wrong baby. People say, "No, sir, this your baby." He look at the baby, say, "This ain't my baby." And he looked at the woman. She beautiful, gorgeous. He said, "What's going on here?" He had a DNA did on the baby. Everything said, "Yeah, that's your baby." He say, no, this is an ugly baby. I think the baby had, I don't know the baby was ugly. This baby was ugly. He said one of his babies said the baby was ugly. Come to find out, the woman had uh, had, had, had uh, facial surgery. She had reconstruction surgery. See, I think, I think she was, I want to say she was Filipino. She was a Filipino woman and she had some facial surgery, some facial surgery did to make her look all pretty. You see? See, you can change your outside, but what's inside you, like the people say, what's inside you may be ugly. What's on outside you may be gorgeous. See, he fell in love with that beautiful thing on the outside. But see, in the inside, she had facial, she had what they call it, reconstruction surgery, facial surgery, whatever. She was, she was actually a Filipino, and she didn't look Filipino after the surgery. Because see, that she, I think she tried to move them slant eyes or something like that. I don't know, but I know the woman was beautiful. Because like, I seen the picture of her, right? And that man darn near killed her. He man, that man darn near killed that woman. He probably sitting in Pelican Bay somewhere right now. <laughs> He's probably sitting in Pelican Bay right now. Man, what the heck happened? That woman was beautiful, but showing up. But when she had a baby, she had an ugly baby, and the baby looked at Filipino or something. And he was like, "No, that ain't my baby," because my wife is American and she beautiful. Look at her. Come to find out, that woman had surgery. See. Y'all don't know. Y'all be looking for all the more pretty girl. That's why I like me an ugly woman. I already know. She ain't did nothing to herself. <laughs> she ain't nothing to herself. And that's what I say. I always like, I say, I always like, I, I don't like no pretty, pretty woman. I like an okay looking woman. 
<laughs> you mean okay looking one with a nice body on her who take who, who takes care of her man? See, and another thing about you get your ugly woman, okay looking woman. See, when you go in the street, you gotta be jealous about every man trying to look at her and trying to get her. <laughs> See, you ain't gotta fight. See what I'm saying? You ain't gotta fight. You gotta get what you looking at, mama. You don't wanna fight because you're so jealous. I ain't gotta be jealous of my ugly woman. <laughs> ain't nobody looking at her. <laughs> don't nobody want up with me. <laughs> But look, I'm a guy, I gotta get out of here, man. I gotta get out of here. But look, like I tell you, you know, if y'all get a chance, y'all check out this CAO Brasilia Go. This is a nice little good, good little stick here. You can go on my little web page there and take a look at it. See a picture of it for yourself. Always shop local first. If your local cigar spot don't have it, then you go online to your CI or your hosts and see if they got to build up your little humidor. Alright? And like I tell y'all all time in life, y'all take care of everybody out there. But more importantly, Y'all take care of yourselves first. All right now.